0: In this month's episode of Table Tennis Talk, we have a very special interview with Dan C. Miller Jr., former U.S. team member and head of the El Paso Table Tennis Club. We'll also chat about all the leagues and tournaments of the month and end the podcast on a very romantic note with some ping pong poetry recitals. Welcome to another episode of Table Tennis Talk. My name is Ryan Lewis, and I'm here with the best podcast co-host I could ask for, Joey Cochran. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Joey. Glad
1: to be here. We have a lot to talk about this month, a lot of big tournaments. For real. That went on this last couple of days, last couple of weeks, this last month, so should I, be a fun one.
0: I do want to say this is episode five, which means that for five months we have met here and put together a podcast, which I feel like is amazing. Um, doing a podcast is not that easy, so no,
1: and it's been good. Like I've enjoyed doing it, and it's great. Yeah, I've I feel like the podcast, at least for me, has kept me up to date on all the uh, current events in ping pong, where I didn't really do such a good job of it before. But <laughs> now yeah. it's like I'm kind of on it now, it's been cool. It's been good, both like recording and just outside of recording.
0: Yeah, awesome, awesome. Um, all right, well, let's get into personal updates. Um, how was your month? What'd you do? Uh,
1: well, I played in a ping pong tournament, uh, last week, um, cool. here in Utah. We had one of the best players in Texas come, Dan C. Miller Jr. Cool. We had one of the better players in Colorado here, um, uh, Keenan. Southall? Yeah, Keenan Southall. Thanks. Couldn't think of his name. Um, so I ended up, I actually played Keenan, Keenan in my group, beat him 3-0, mm. and then played a couple guys from Utah, and then I played Dan Similar Jr. in the finals, and I beat him also. So I won the singles, and then I played with my wife in the family doubles event, kind of a Utah special. That's cool. Um, and we won the doubles too, so it was a awesome. good week. Um, what else? Oh yeah, uh, I went to Belize in Guatemala. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, had a lot of cool experiences there. Saw a lot of wild animals. And I saw a toucan in the wild, which is kind of cool. Wow. Saw a bunch of parrots flying around in the jungle. Um, uh, yeah, what else? Oh, yeah. There's a tournament coming up in Denver. Oh, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. TTX. It's the TTX tournament. We talked yeah. about it before. There's a rule where any serve goes as long as it touches your side of the table and your opponent's side of the table. So I've been kind of like practicing some super illegal serves to get ready for that.
0: (laughs) Um, Any, uh, any, uh, so what, what kind of illegal things are you planning? So unless you don't want to reveal too much. Yeah, it's, (laughs) I mean, so
1: you have to use their paddles and they have, so the paddles, they don't have any sponge or rubber on it. So it's kind of hard to do much, what? but basically just like playing really close to the net and either doing an angle or a down the line. I've been kind of practicing like an edge ball serve
0: because okay. like you're
1: so close to the net where you can just kind of dink it over and have it land right on the edge and shoot out. <laughs> so it's, I don't know. There's a couple of them,
0: but. Okay. So hold on. Hold on. I I, re- I didn't realize this about the paddles. No rubber. Is it just wood or are they plastic
1: just wood oh yeah. what? and i guess it's like a really soft wood so who knows how like consistent like if you hit it on the edge it might not do anything if you hit it yeah. in the middle it might be might come off really well who knows oh, so that's really weird i'm thinking i might just go to walmart and buy like the junkiest <laughs> wood like the junkiest paddle i can find and take the rubber off and yeah. just kind of like practice with that a little bit just to yeah. prepare so should be fun should be interesting yeah because um, the
0: first prize for that was a trip to South Korea, right?
1: Yeah. So it turns out that's pretty good. That the winner gets a paid for trip to Korea for the World Championships, <laughs> and to to go and watch. And that's also, amazing. there's like an exhibition match with whoever wins. So I'm not sure how they. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not sure how they're going to set it up because I think it's a team world. So. Man. I I'd like to play all of them. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah well, that's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a long shot because, I mean, you're playing with junky equipment. I think it's outside. So, yeah, it's anything can happen. Really. And there's going to be a lot of people, too. There's going to be like, I think they had like 800 entries or something already.
0: Whoa. And Holy moly. It,
1: the whole match is only two minutes long. So after two minutes, whoever's up, the, that's the game's over. The match is over. So yeah. if you play some some hack or some tennis guy who's not used to any spins anyway, yeah. I mean, two minutes, that's like half a game. Like yeah. anybody can win that. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully with my serves, my illegal serves and a little <laughs> bit of practice, uh, I can pull it out. We'll see. Yeah, man. But, well good luck. Yeah, that's in a couple of weeks. But how's how's your month been? What have you been up to this month?
0: Yeah, not as much. Um I don't know. It's been like sorta of busy, sort of sort of not. Um played the same tournament as you back to school down in Provo. Um nice. It was an awesome tournament. I thought the turnout and the organization and everything, the events, was really cool.
1: Yeah, really well done. Really
0: well put together, I thought. Yeah. And um, I won two matches, so I'm very happy. Congrats. Thank you. My first two matches. Um, Two matches, and then I won some other games and matches. Just didn't take the whole match. Um, That's okay. it It was so fun. I played 10 matches. In, like, the span of, like, six hours, and I, I'm never going to do that again. <laughs> How I, many events did you enter? It was I quite a few. I three events. Okay. The beginners, the under 1,500, and the opens. The opens, they were – were, all the people there were way too good. So I just – I was just like, I'm just not going to play anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'm not learning anything. I don't – I can't imagine that people were having fun, like, beating somebody, like, 1 to 11. So –
1: at some point, like, I mean, you want to place people that are better than you, yeah. but there's a point where like, if they're so much better that you can't even do anything, yeah. You, it's, there's not really a whole lot of value there. So yeah, exactly. the open is usually pretty tough.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I did learn a little bit. I, I learned that I probably don't want to, I mean, at first I was like, I'm going to sign up for everything I can. And then now I'm like, okay, <laughs> if I do that, I'm not going to be able to play anything very good. So yeah, it
1: makes it a little bit harder. Um,
0: yeah. Um, I also read uh, Revelations of a Ping Pong Champion by your old coach, Danny C. Miller. Yeah. Um, it was such a cool book. Like, I was. It's kind of like when you think about it, w- when you don't think about it, it a, a book about ping pong or table tennis sounds not that interesting. Like, it sounds kind of boring. Like, it does it, when I think about it. But, um, it was a it was really great. It was about like how he how he learned how he got started his whole career. he had all sorts of stories in there he has the best stories, like he's traveled <laughs> everywhere, and yeah, he had some crazy stories, yeah, from like Iran and North Korea, and it was just like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah he's been um, to
1: some places that I wouldn't yeah. want to go to, yeah, for sure, and then like the things that happened there, like man just crazy stuff if you haven't read it it's worth the read for sure. it is
0: absolutely worth the read it's it's pretty quick it's really well like it really moves along um it was really cool you were mentioned in there quite a few times was i yeah Yeah. so that was that was really neat um um yeah and and the other thing is in the past past month i've been playing i got um some new butterfly lesaline shoes probably about two two months ago two or three months ago and i've I've been playing a lot with them this month and just really loving them. They're, they're, um, they're great shoes. And it, and it's in, I, I've kind of noticed how I had some Yasaka's before and I, I've noticed how kind of like the better shoes make me play better and make me like, kind of like, um, I don't know, feel more I don't know. They just if you they look just...
1: good. You play good, right?
0: Well, there you go. <laughs> it's all about the looks, but yeah, no, they 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 feel great,
1: and and um... there is a lot to be said for having good shoes, though. Yeah. I, sometimes I get made fun of from like amateurs or whoever. Like you have your ping pong shoes, but it makes a big difference. <laughs> yeah. Like you need to have good f- good footing. Yeah, definitely. Um, if they're too loose or if the bottoms aren't like, you just need to have good shoes. It's yeah. really
0: important. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's move into some news. Um, I didn't follow too much of it, but uh, the Chinese Nationals was this month, um, and um, I, th- I think you watched more than me. Uh, tell me what happened.
1: So there were a lot of big tournaments this month, but the Chinese Nationals, in my opinion, is, is the hardest tournament in the world to win. It has, like, I mean, when you go to the Worlds, you have the top three or four Chinese players. And then that's it. And then you have the best players from each country in Europe, essentially. Mm. But then, like, Chinese players number five through 50 are almost as good as the top four. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so the Chinese Nationals has all, all of them, basically. Yeah. So huh. this Nationals in China, they didn't have Ma Long. It didn't have Xu Xin. It didn't have Fan Zendong. But it had everybody else. Oh, okay and a 39 year old won it and he had won it 19 years ago when he was 20 he's a chopper so like here you, here you are, <laughs> I was watching it. this chopper from China wins the chinese nationals and he's like almost 40 years old it yeah. was it blew my mind I, I i don't know i couldn't i i don't know how i did it it was wow. incredible though it's super cool to see him win and he's come to the US and played tournaments here oh really and okay. it's like I've seen him play and yeah. then he just won the Chinese Nationals the hardest tournament yeah. in the world.
0: You've seen him in person like you were yeah. playing some of the tournaments. Yeah. Did like, you ever play him?
1: No, I have never actually okay. played against him but yeah, still it's just like That's cool. It's, it's way cool, I. Yeah. I don't know I don't know how he did it but he looked amazing. Yeah. And he, he won it. <laughs> I mean, wow. It's cool. Um yeah, what have you did you watch any Big tournaments? What what tournaments did you watch this month? There are a lot to choose from.
0: Yeah, there's there's a lot of league action. Um so the Ultimate Table Tennis League is a league in India and um it actually ran for only about three weeks. Um, but they live streamed everything on It's pretty quick. Yeah, it's a quick league. Um they live streamed everything on I think Facebook, um, which was cool. And then they they did a, a lot of recaps and stuff. They were very uh it was very kind of like media centric. Like they had a lot of like um, media, I guess because of sponsors or I don't know, because they're trying to kind of spin it for a little more for, I guess, mass consumption or something. But um, yeah, it was pretty good. It was, it was mostly Indian players. There were a few um, players from outside of India, like Bernadette Sox was on one of the teams and, um Tiago was there. Um, last year, um, Lily Zhang played, which is um, kind of one of the reasons that I even know, know, knew that it existed. But this time, there weren't any uh, American players. But um, the Chennai Lions won. Um, the teams are mixed, men's and women's. So it's not like okay. they're individual. And the, um, the last two teams um, in the finals both of India's best players, Sharath and Satyan, I'm not gonna pronounce their last names. Mm-hmm. Um they were they were kind of the leaders of the last two of the teams in the finals. So it was kind of um it was pretty cool. I think in terms of the games, they they seemed a little slower than, than what you kind of expect from like world tour events. Um slower like like what do you mean? Like, like in the plays, like the the um like the rallies and stuff. Okay. Just seem like like a lot of times when, when you're watching a world tour event, especially if the Chinese are playing, it's like super fast. Right. And these were much more I mean, they were lower level players. Um I, I think like Sat Satian and Sheroth were like kind of I think they're they're like uh I think Satyan is in the top twenty, maybe like eighteen or something, and Sheroth is like thirty or something. So okay. They're not like pretty high. They're pretty high, but they're not like super high and um they were kind of the best players in the league. So, okay. they were just a little slower. It was I really liked the way they kind of did the media around it, but um the the actual games weren't weren't really that interesting.
1: Were there any choppers that
0: played it? I probably, but I didn't see any. Okay.
1: I I always like to watch the choppers play, so <laughs> Yeah. That's what that's one of the reasons why I was so excited about the Chinese Nationals actually was. Yeah. Cuz the Chopper actually played and won. And won. It's yeah. Way cool.
0: Um yeah, the other cool thing that I'm I'm really really excited for is um T League in Japan um, is about to start and they they've been um they like did a draft for the teams and well i don't know if they did a draft for the teams but they did like an announcement for the teams i guess each team has like a captain and so they're having the captains come out and they're doing all sorts of like press events and i don't know getting getting all the people up on stage and kind of brings uh, a lot of excitement to it y- i bet yeah 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 i mean they're doing it like like almost a month before it even starts so. Um, T league is, is they're trying to make it really big in Japan. Um, it's going to run till February, which is super cool. That's a long
1: league, <laughs> yeah, especially compared to the three week, uh, Indian league.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, That's cool. and, uh, I, now that the teams are all picked, you can see, I I've been, I've been looking at the rosters and, um, there's some cool, like all the Japanese players are playing of course, but. Um, Liam Pitchford is playing for TT Saitama sweet, which should be awesome. Um, I'm really excited about that. Um, Lin you, Yunju, who, um, we're going to talk about later. Just won T two diamond. He, he, I think he played last year, but he's playing again this year with the Okayama rivets. Um, and then the, the guy who just won the Chinese nationals, Ho Ying Chow, he's playing, he's playing for the Kinoshita Meisters, which is, which is a team with, um, uh, Harimoto and Jun Mizutani on it. Dang, so it's already stacked. Be, that, yeah. <laughs> I think they went. They won it last year, so they'll they'll probably won it um, again this year. And then um, your favorite, one of your favorite players, Jusei Hyuk is playing. Nice um, for the the um, Astida team. So cool. It, it should be really cool. I last year, I I tried so many different ways to figure out how I could watch it live. Um, because like sometimes the matches will show up on YouTube, but usually it's not all the matches and usually it's, it's way later. Mm. Um, and I, I just couldn't f- figure it out cause they don't stream it anywhere. And so I was trying to figure out ways that like I could get Japanese channels that they were actually showing it on, b- but I just, I gave up. It was a little, it was too much.
1: We'll have to check the results for the upcoming podcasts and hopefully yeah. find ways to watch it and yeah. update
0: people on it. Yeah, for sure. Um but I I kind of mostly focused on the league stuff. Um there were there were quite a few um bigger events. Um I know in the beginning of the month was the Australia Open. Did you um watch much of that?
1: Yeah. Um I watched I think the quarterfinals and on, so quarters, cool. semis and finals. Yeah. Uh Shushin Superman uh ended <laughs> don't up don't w- say it. <laughs> <laughs> ended up winning it. Awesome. Um but I think the the player of the tournament was actually Patrick Francisca from Germany. Oh yeah. He um he beat Fenzendong four two. He was down two zero and then came back won four straight games to win. What? Um and then <laughs> He beat Matthias Falk after that. Um, wow. being, he was down 3-1 and 10-6. Yeah. And then he played Shushin, and he almost beat Shushin also. Wow. So super fun matches. Like He kept coming back and winning and winning and winning, and then awesome. he almost beat Superman. Yeah. <laughs> and if he would have like, I mean, he probably would have won the tournament had he won that match, but I think it was like Deuce in the seventh yeah. he lost, but really exciting matches crazy good backhand especially on the serve return wow uh just a fun fun match fun, or fun player to watch his matches awesome. so um and then there was also just like a week later there was the T2 diamond event oh, um yeah super
0: exciting um did you watch any of that Ryan I saw some of it yeah I saw some um not as much as I watched last uh the last time they did it um but yeah uh, what did what did you think
1: what did I think uh, it, I thought it was awesome, yeah? so the I didn't actually watch it last year, so this is my okay. first time seeing it. Cool, um so the way they did it was they had twenty four minute matches, okay, it, I feel like i t t f they're starting to like try to make it more popular, maybe like more exciting, so they started doing these time things, yeah. The The tournament in Denver is actually sponsored by ITTF, even though it has, like, none of the same rules. Right. They're, like, using different balls and everything. Anyway, T2 Diamond, 24-minute mm-hmm. matches. And after the 24 minutes, if someone hasn't won yet, then they go to what's called Fast Five. Okay. And then it's yeah. just first to five points wins. And wow. there's there's no deuce. Even in, like, the 24 minutes, there's no deuce. It's, like, 10 to 11 is ah, the, the okay. game's over.
0: Wow. Okay. So
1: that was kind of cool. Um. And then yeah, five. Then you go to Fast Five if the match isn't over after twenty four minutes, just to kind of like wrap things up. Yeah. And then what else did they have? They had the the debut of the colorized rubber.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um Bernadette. Wanna, yeah. yeah, Bernadette had a had a pink rubber on her uh, opposite the black side. What do you think of it? Uh, I wish when when I I watched a bunch of her matches because she's like one of my favorites and. I didn't even notice it until oh, really? I saw, I I like read an article later and it was like color rubber. And I was like, Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, pink and red, especially on like, like television, it's kind of hard to tell the difference. Um, but I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm kind of like waiting to, to see what colors come out so I can change out my red side. Yeah. What did you, uh, what about you?
1: Uh, I liked it. I I noticed it right away. I had seen uh, the article first, so then okay. I went and saw the matches. So it probably helped me a little bit to recognize. But I thought it looked cool. <laughs> um, what my... else
0: did you notice about it? Because yeah, that's one of the cool things about T two, especially the the last um, the last time they did it, which I watched almost every match after the fact, um, just because it was so entertaining. Was it was like there were so many different things about it that made it it just made it so much more watchable um, um but yeah this year what what were some of the other things you noticed
1: um as far as it just seemed like everything was really fast paced there was like a circular venue which is kind of neat and exciting to like i'm sure for the fans cuz it, it just like it almost felt like a like a bowl you're you're playing huh. in a bowl and there's just like people all around you and it's just kind of neat, and then the, like the lighting was kind of cool, and they had like, yeah. as the players were announced, they come out and there's like fire and <laughs> like big graphics of them looping and yeah. winning points and stuff is it really well like publicized or at least I don't know, it almost felt like a WWF like yeah, here comes I don't know who they and they, the- they come out from the back room <laughs> and there's like fireworks and stuff going yeah. off.
0: They need to have their own like intro music and stuff. Yeah. <laughs>
1: like like at baseball games, in yeah. minor league, and they have their yeah. little
0: jingles. Yeah. Um I I did see the final um for the men's and uh, Lin Yun-ju, um kid from uh Taiwan, from Taiwan. Yeah. Um, he beat Fan Zhendong, which is, like, crazy. Yeah. It, and he beat Ma Long earlier. Yeah, he beat in. Ma Long and Fan Zhendong. He, he beat – did he beat Liam
1: Pitchford? He beat somebody else, too. No, uh –
0: Wong Chung Ting.
1: Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, Wong Chung Ting. Just, like – and it wasn't even close. Crazy. Like, no. I the matches were – he just blew everybody away. Yeah. And they uh, – his nickname, Silent Assassin, <laughs> is it's so fitting because so – perfect. He he doesn't show any emotion whether no. or like wins loses it's just like just like stoic to the max like no 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 yeah. emotions at all just He's completely. also 17 years old. 17. I nuts. So after he won it I went and tried to like find out like what other events has he won? Like yeah. he's played a lot of stuff but Yeah. This is like the debut tournament where he's come out yeah. and basically trashed everybody yeah. it was awesome and i think first place was like a 100 grand or something
0: oh wow i and didn't realize that
1: yeah like what a perfect time to just show everybody yeah maybe that's boss. what it was he yeah. just needs some
0: some money dangled <laughs> yeah. in <front> of him <laughs> yeah i know uh kanak beat him last year in the um uh youth olympics okay yeah um so i mean
1: i, I mean kanak's good but if someone's yeah beating ma long like 4-0 or 4-1 or whatever yeah. it is and same thing with Fen Dong. I think he beat him four. 0 Yeah. I think might he might have been four one.
0: Yeah, I think he was, it, it 4- was a two against Malong, but yeah, it's definitely not. It wasn't that close.
1: So I good for him. <laughs> it's awesome. It's cool to see.
0: Yeah. Um, there was another one with uh more uh local players, um US players recently, the Pan Am games. Um the table tennis event just ended last night. Uh I was totally clueless. I feel bad about it. Um, and I also got it confused with the Pan Am Cup, which was earlier this year. So um, you're going to have to help me out. Like, what what is this Pan Am Games thing? And then so, what happened?
1: Yeah, the Pan Am Cup is, I think, an annual event. Okay. The, the Pan Am Games, it's um, it's every four years, kind of like the Olympics. And um. it's almost like a mix between the Commonwealth Games for – um, the Commonwealth countries and and the Olympics, so the Pan Am Games, it's just the Americas, so okay. it's North and South America and Central America, and it's every four years. So has, I mean, yeah, all of the North and South American players, in it. yeah. And so the U.S. they they played Brazil and the teams in the semis, mm. and they they won three two, which was a pretty big deal because. Wow. I mean Brazil has Hugo Calderano. Yeah. And they have what are the other two guys names? They have two other guys, number
0: Gustavo Zuboy. F- t- okay. He's and good one.
1: he's like number 32 in the world yeah. and then they have number 64 in the world. So it's Pretty good. Really good players. Um and so US took him out 3-2. Man. Which is which is great. So I think <laughs> uh Kanak lost to Hugo yeah. in the first match. Uh, I think in straight games like 3-0 or 4-0. Oh, shoot. And then there's like a doubles event, or doubles match, which the U.S. won, and then a singles match, which the U.S. won, and then Hugo – no, then Canuck played – what's the kid's name? Zuboy. Zuboy. Okay. And he won that. He was down 10-8 in the fourth and ended up – or sorry, 10-8 in the fifth and then ended up winning 12-10, which was wow. which is great or something induce. And then if he had lost that, then Hugo would have played one of our guys, which Hugo probably would have won that easily. Yeah. So the fact that he won was a big deal. That's awesome. Because it, it made him win yeah. that match, and then they won the finals, which yeah, was good. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, other, other results for the U.S., the women, they got bronze in the teams. Cool. Which was good. Um, and then I don't know if they haven't played it yet. The, a lot of these matches were just yesterday. So mm. Kanak and Eugene Wang from Canada are playing for the semifinals. I don't know if they play for third, fourth. Um, and then, um, yeah. So we'll have to see who wins that. They they might not even play. Oh, okay. Uh, And then, uh, Wu, she got silver in the women's singles, which is, which is good. She lost to Adriana Diaz from Puerto Rico. So yeah, a lot of really good players in that event,
0: which I really feel like, I feel like at some point we should, uh, the Puerto Rico team and the U S team should, join forces since Puerto Rico is part of the U S Yeah, kind of seems, um, I don't know. I guess maybe it's like a China, Hong Kong type relationship. So maybe it's, well, maybe it's, it's not the same relationship, but maybe it's, uh, it makes sense, but I don't know. Adrian... It seems kind
1: of weird that they have their own team, but yeah, I'm sure it's it's got to be nice for us and for them because you get that many more players going to the worlds and That's the, true. these events. So
0: yeah, but Adriana Diaz is so good. Like <laughs> I want her to be on the U.S. team, <laughs> just like yeah. adopt her. Yeah, exactly. So cool. Okay, well, um, we have a very special guest. Um, we have your old, uh, training partner and, uh, I guess teammate. Yeah. So we, yeah. yeah I, tell, tell, give an introduction, uh, for, uh, Dan C. Miller Jr.
1: So Dan, so Dan C. Miller Sr. was my coach growing up. Yeah. Dan C. Miller Jr. is his son, obviously. And we trained a lot together in Indiana growing up. Yeah. So he, he actually started a little bit later when okay. he was 13. Um, and then, he got really good, really fast. Um, yeah. he, he made the U S junior team. Um, so yeah, really good player, really good friend of mine. He moved to Texas. Um, and now he came up for the tournament that we had, um, awesome. to, to compete. So,
0: yeah. So we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to, um, bring him in here, bring him in and, and talk to Dan jr. Sounds good. Let's do it. All right, thanks everyone for sticking around after the break. Today we have a very special guest, uh, Dan C. Miller Jr. Hello, everyone. Hi, Dan. Thanks for joining us. We still have Joey here with us.
1: Hey, I'm here.
0: Joey's mic works. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so cool. So uh, maybe to start with, um, Dan, I'd love to get some history uh, for people who may not know anything about you. Um Tell me about yourself and, I guess, how you got into table tennis. And...
2: Uh, I got into table tennis because my dad was a five-time U.S. champion and 12-time U.S. doubles champion, so, of course, I'm the son of, like, the champion, so I got to play right. <laughs> so, I didn't start too early. I started when I was 12 years old, but then I've been playing all my life, so, yeah, it's a big part of my life. Cool. That's awesome.
0: What are some of the accomplishments that you've had?
2: Uh, my biggest accomplishment is uh, 2008, I made the U.S. junior team. Cool. Which is really hard because only four people get to make it in the US that are under the age of eighteen. Nice. So and I barely won it. It was like a three way tie in the group and it was real close and I won by like one
1: game. Oh wow. So, yeah. I remember that really specifically. And I watched some of the matches, but then I had to play a couple other like during the same time. And I remember when you made it, that was that was really cool.
2: Yeah. Like the night that I made the team, I went back to the hotel room and I was sleeping and my dad didn't know that I won. And then when he woke me up and like I told me one like his mind was blown that I won because like he thought I lost for sure and I was had no chance of winning, and like he called
1: everybody that I made the team because it's a huge accomplishment. It's so really hard to do. Oh yeah, making the U.S. team is always super hard. That's yeah, a big accomplishment for sure.
0: That's awesome. So um, we actually
1: grew up together. I don't know if you knew that, Ryan. Oh uh, yeah. Um, we, I started when I was six. Daniel started when he was twelve, in Indiana, and um, yeah. So we we've been practicing ever since then and training together
0: under his dad and yeah. Nice. Do you guys um, have similar styles playing styles?
2: Uh, no. Joey plays Can and I play similar style, oh, okay. which is a different kind of style. What is that? Or yeah. you only use one side of the racket for back end and fore end. And then on the other side of your racket, you use a, a special kind of rubber, like long pips or anti spin ah. to kind of like change up the pace of the game. Nice. Yeah, And you flip. Yeah. And like similar grip is better for blocking it's not better for backhand looping but it's a little steadier and it's you're more steady on the backhand side hmm. cuz you're not really looping the ball all the time. It's so good for blocking, it's good for backhand like punching the ball and kind of smashing with it.
1: Cool. It's, it's it tough to play against if you haven't played against it cuz he'll he'll hit one and then he'll flip and like block it and it like double bounces and uh, then you have to come in and then he'll he'll loop the next one and just kind of moves you in and out and it's tough to play against this hard style.
0: Nice.
1: Yeah, cuz a lot of players don't play against
2: that kind of style. Most guys play penal guys or shake it or uh. Penal uh, or shake hand players.
0: Mm, like, yeah. you
2: know, nobody really plays my style. Yeah.
0: So, growing up together, training together, um, why didn't you, Joey, adopt the similar style as well?
1: So, his dad used that style. Yeah. Um, and he got to number 19 in the world playing that way. Um, but I don't know, actually. A lot of the students now at his club in Indiana still play that, way, are playing with the similar style. Mm. But I, I don't know. When I was playing, when I was developing my game, most of the most of his students didn't play that way. So I I don't know. I guess I just he taught us to play regular shake hand grip, and that's the way I played. You know, but nowadays he's teaching all his students to play his grip, right? Instead of yeah the oh, shake cool. hand grip because it's more unique. Yeah,
0: that's cool. That's cool.
1: We got to get him on the show sometime. <laughs> yeah, it'd be I I'd love to hear what his thoughts are on that. What are your thoughts on it, Daniel? That'd be awesome. Yeah. I can get him out here. No, I mean, what are your thoughts about have having him teach C. Miller style grip?
2: Oh, it, it's good. He should teach that because most guys have no idea what it is, and like especially the lower levels, like mm-hmm. when guys use the combination rackets, it works a lot better because a lot of guys don't know how to read spin that well when they're yeah. getting better. So it works. It's a lot easier to get to like the two thousand level or up when you're using that different kind of style. Cool. Interesting.
0: Cool. Do you? Um, When you train people, do you teach them similar style as well?
2: No. I kind of let them play whatever style they want. Okay. Yeah. I don't kind of force on people. Yeah. If they want to, I'd totally be down to teaching my style, but I don't know.
0: Cool. Cool. Um, So what are you doing now?
2: Uh, I run the club in El Paso full time. Cool. So I I run the club three days a week down there. Awesome. Awesome. So I teach ping pong all day, every day almost. (laughs)
1: that's awesome when did you start doing that i started doing that about three years ago cool and you just moved from indiana to el paso and have been doing it since yeah i moved down there
2: because our previous coach died and then they needed to hire a new coach and then they picked me because i wasn't i was just giving private lessons in indiana so they needed a coach and i came down since and it's
0: been great ever since that's cool so what's it like running a, a table tennis uh,
2: it's fun. It's pretty easy, you know. It's pretty laid back. You know, guys come in. We do like open play. We do leagues and stuff. Cool. Yeah. We run tournaments every three months. And you know, it's always good to have a a good coach at the club, like to help everybody
1: out. Sure. You said you made the junior team. Yeah. Um, and what year was that? Two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. What was that like to just like represent the United
2: States? Actually, it wasn't that good because it was the the Olympic year. So like they put all the money into the like the Olympic like training team. So we didn't get anything that year. Like usually mm. if you make the team every year you could go like three trips like around the world and you get the uh, camps and everything. And I only got like one camp. Like I didn't even get to go out of the country. You know, I was only like oh, it was in Texas. So I kinda got kind of screwed on that one. Oh dang. So and yeah. I got some shirts, you know. But it was cool. But if I would have made it any other year I would have got way more bonuses and gone like the to two tournaments like overseas. Oh man. So yeah, that was a bummer, but nothing I could do. At least you made it. That's that is a bummer yeah. though.
0: So how does that work? Do you have every year there's like a tournament to see who makes the team? Yeah, and oh, it's always
2: okay. a different kind of format. Usually every year. Oh, okay, okay. Like when I made a the team, there was like a single elimination draw to go in, like, and then there were groups of six, and then the two groups of six, and the top two in each group that finishes makes the team. Cool. And in the group of six, I was the fourth seed in the group, so I probably wasn't gonna make it. And mm-hmm. I beat the second seed and the third seed. Wow. And I almost beat the first seed, so I won I'm really close. So. I was pretty pumped up about that.
0: Nice. So, Joey, were you on the U.S. Juniors team? I was, yeah. Okay. I made it... The different you're on the year? team
1: almost every year. Yeah, there like were... Some kind of cadet or junior. Yeah, so the cadet team is 15 and under, and the junior team is 18 and under. Okay. So I think I made the junior team twice. There was one year where I didn't make it. I was, I was way overconfident that year and lost like every match in the group. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, I was... Um, I was on it for several years as a junior. And then I think as a cadet, for sure I made it twice. But then earlier, like, they didn't have uh, tryouts for it. We just went by rating, which was pretty bad because it's really easy to inflate your rating. Mm. Um, so it's, it's a good thing that I actually did a trials. But I think it was, like, every for every year younger you were, you got, like, a 100-point bonus or something. And then they just took the top four rated people mm. after the bonus it was a bit, It was a bad system, and they changed it. Thank goodness. And I think I made it like once or twice, maybe three times as a cadet. Okay. Um, but it also depended. Like they redrew the ratings for every like camp, so it could be four completely different people just based on rating at for each camp throughout the year. Which mm. it was a bad system. <laughs> okay. So, mm. but once they did the trials, I think I made it four times.
0: You guys were never on the team together, though. No. Okay.
1: So I was... I made a team when I was 18, and then you were already 19
2: at that point, yeah, so oh, you're too okay. old. So I made a team my last year by okay. a
1: thread. They That year, though, they invited me to at least maybe it was the one camp that you went to, because I remember we trained at one of the U.S. team camps together. So I got like an invite, even though I wasn't part of the team. I mm-hmm. was like one of the sparring partners. Um, and so I got to travel a little bit with the team, which was still fun and really cool, but... Obviously, you're not playing like in the junior worlds or anything like that.
2: But nowadays, if you want to make the team, it's a lot harder. The level is like way harder than it was like ten years ago when we made the team. Oh wow! So is more, it? more people. There's more kids. More kids. Yeah, definitely more kids. They're way stronger now than they were back uh-huh. when we made the team. Yeah, was... Kanak, which is tough, and <laughs> yeah. Kunal. I don't know he's how old. Thirty-three he is. in the world now. So yeah, he's our best guy.
0: What What was the um, What was the camp like?
2: The camp was okay. I is mean, it a training camp? Yeah, it was a training camp where you okay. do like a lot of like physical stuff in the morning and then like we train in the afternoon and maybe like at night time we play like matches. So it was kinda like three sessions. Okay. Like I think it was like a week and a half or something, like ten days or something. I don't really remember. It was a long time.
0: And is the whole point of like doing the camp to like improve yeah. the players? hmm okay. Yeah. So you have like the the cadet coach, the junior
1: coach for boys, and then the same for the girls. And they have their own teams, and they kind of do their own things together. And then during the training sessions, then all four of those teams train against each other or with each other. And then in the evenings, sometimes you'll play matches. or It's it's a different format for every camp, but usually all four of the, the cadets of boys and girls and the juniors of boys and girls will get together and train together for like oh. yeah two weeks or ten days or whatever it was.
0: Nice.
1: And usually there's like a tournament afterward. I think – that was in, where was that? Was that in
0: Texas it was, Yeah, it was
1: Texas somewhere. Yeah, in Fort Worth, I think.
0: Um, So how did the El Paso Club know to reach out to you to to come coach?
2: Uh, Like the boss of the club and the old coach, they were really good friends with my dad. Okay. So that's why they kind of got in touch with him and they got in touch with me. They okay. asked me if I want to work there, and I was like, okay, I'll move there right away. And <laughs> once they told me, a month later, I moved all my stuff down there and got my apartment and everything. Wow, okay. Yeah, so they all know my dad. Like the boss of my club, plays doubles in my my dad at the Nationals oh,
0: all the time. Okay. So cool.
2: And they're all very close to the old boss. He was a really good coach. It was a Mark Nordby was the coach.
0: Mark Nordby. Cool. What's your training like nowadays? Um my you, training,
2: yeah. There isn't much. <laughs> it's mostly just coaching <laughs> all the time. Cause in my club, I like, got the highest level by by a lot. Like I'm like twenty three hundred and then in my club the highest guy's about two thousand. Okay. And most of those guys just want to play games all the time. Those guys don't really want to train. Like they'll show up they will like, oh, let's play some matches and like Okay, like they—they don't really want to practice too much, so I practice a little bit, like with my boss. He's about eighteen hundred. He's a blocker, so he can okay. block for me. But there's no one to really pressure me with like serves or like high level gameplay, really.
0: Yeah.
1: At my club, but there's just something I got to deal with. So you're up in Utah right now, and you were definitely really well prepared. I was not well prepared, yeah. <laughs> and I somehow got to the finals with you. So barely. We, we talked about this um, last month in our yeah. podcast, and. Uh, there's a big tournament, it just happened yesterday. And there were Daniel was here, I played a couple guys from Cal, uh, Colorado came, and then all the best players in Utah were there, also.
0: Yeah,
1: um, so Daniel and I ended up playing in the finals, and I think the finals wasn't very close. Yeah, you killed me in the
2: finals uh, because (laughs) 3-0, I couldn't handle your serves. I I don't know
1: if you were tired or maybe just not. I was tired, your serves are too
2: good. You had too much spin in your loop, but kept blocking your loop long all the time. And you got a ton of
0: nets, too. <laughs> it's definitely the nets. In the third game. Got, third game. I remember there I was, was one point mad. I got,
1: it was like three nets in a row. Like, I got a net and you got it back. I got another net and you got it back. And I think actually the third one was an edge. Yeah. But, but I was one of those, well. you got a net in that point, too, Though it was an ugly point. Yeah. <laughs> I think there was about two rallies in the whole match. That's
2: how bad it was. Yeah,
1: not a good match. But the semis, semis were tough. Semis, semis were tough. good. You almost
2: lost, and I am. I should have lost.
1: Yeah. So I'll talk about my match first. So I played. I got. Actually, was actually a guy from Utah. Um. Normally, I beat him pretty easily. But yesterday, he was up two one on me, going three out of five, and I had to I had to come back and win. It wasn't easy. The last two games, I think, were four and four, so it wasn't close at the end, but. The first game was kind of easy. The second game, he won in deuce. And the third game, he won like 11-6 or something. It was getting worse.
0: Hmm.
1: And then I had to kind of turn things around. There were some things that were kind of bothering me, and I just had to like forget about it. (laughs) He kept stalling. It was killing me. (laughs) But I don't know. That's how it goes sometimes. He's a good guy. I don't think he was intentionally doing anything malicious or anything, but it was getting in my head.
2: Yeah, my uh, semi I played a uh, Keenan Southall from Colorado. He's like a 22.50 player, and cool. it was real close. I was up two to one and eight to six, and then he called a timeout. And then <laughs> so, and after the timeout, I kind of choked and I missed five in a row. I missed two easy balls, and then it's fifth game, and I was not kind of mad because I blew like five points in a row, and I thought I had him. And then he was up nine six in the fifth game, and I thought I was like totally over. And then I got to Deuce, and then we kept going to Deuce over and over again, and I won 18-16 in the fifth. Like, real close. Like, he had six match points. I had six match points. So, it was, like, dead even. So, yeah. It's a good it's, match. It always feels good to win the ones like that, especially when they're that close. Yeah. When and you have, like, six match points down, you know, like, and then you see you win that, and it feels pretty good. Especially... it's it a tough it. match.
1: Sorry. Right, good. So, yeah, this, this tournament especially, so first place was 500, second place was 150, and then third <laughs> was 100. So, making it to the finals was... And then fourth was nothing. So, like, if you lose in the semis, then you're fighting for $100. If you Or make, zero. Or zero. <laughs> and then in the finals, if you make to the finals, at least you have a chance at making some good money. <laughs> Where, yeah, I right about, if, I,
2: if I would have lost that match and then Joey would have won, then I would have played the guy that Joey beat. And I lost that guy earlier in the day, like eleven nine in the fifth, even though it didn't matter too much. So I don't think I was going to beat that guy again. So I probably would have got, like, no money. <laughs> so it would have hurt a lot. So,
0: Coming all the way. At least to it Utah. all. At least it all worked out. How um how was the tournament uh, competition compared to like your El Paso tournaments?
2: It was a lot stronger. Cool. Yeah. Usually I don't I don't play my El Paso tournaments. Oh okay. Like, I'm a lot stronger than most of the guys. So like I don't. Wanna, I'm not saying I'm gonna win, but I don't want to like, take it away from like my 2,000 guys that you know. You would totally win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I won. I won before, but. I don't know. I want to let my other guys play, and then I kind of run the tournament. It's a little easier. It's kind of hard to play the tournament and run at the same time. I mean, yeah. I can do it because we only have, like, 20 players, but it's a lot easier just to kind of, like, sit back and, like, do the draw sheets while everyone plays. Yeah. yeah. I watch my 2,000-level guys battle it out for first or second or third. Cool.
0: Do you go to any other tournaments?
2: Yeah, we go to Phoenix or Albuquerque or Santa <laughs> Fe, usually if they have tournaments. Usually we go to Phoenix twice a year, like one in March and one in, like, September. Cool. Because they have like John and Robin on Saturday and then open singles on Sunday. So it's a good two day tournament. And
1: they have pretty good prize money there, too. Cool. How'd you do in your competition, Ryan?
0: Um, I did better than last time. I won two matches. Um, I played 10 matches, which nice. is way too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot <laughs> was, of matches for one day. I was so exhausted. I was like, you know, I think I might have signed up for way too many. How many so. events were you in? Uh, three, three. Okay, yeah. <laughs> there were a few like I in the opens I was I wasn't making like but one or two points each, each game and I was like, you know I'm just I'm not gonna waste anybody's time I'm too tired, uh, this isn't telling me anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> except that I need to practice a lot more. So yeah, sometimes at the end
1: of tournaments it's tough to keep going after yeah after playing all day. Yeah. I think that's kind of what happened yeah. to you when I played Joey in the finals I was
2: dead I'm like uh, yeah it wasn't that close.
1: So that's all right. it was It was okay for me, yeah, <laughs> you can take the money.
0: Um, so uh, here's kind of a maybe a, a deeper question. so one one thing that I always uh, think about, and we, me and Joey talk about it sometimes is like how does how does uh, table tennis like grow in America um, and because uh, it seems like I don't know, it's not. I guess. Yeah. Or maybe it's it's it is kinda, it's more. It's kind of hard because
2: it's really only big on the east and the west coast. And like the middle of like the United States, all the clubs are too spread out. Uh, so yeah. it's hard to travel like to other clubs all the time. <clears throat> like my club, I don't go to like Phoenix or whatever. I, I can't go to Houston. It's too far. Like yeah. it's hard to get like the diversity of players to go to go like the east or west coast and stuff. Yeah.
1: I mean, even in Utah, we have like our little bubble, but then the states are so big. I mean, to go to. Denver, it's an eight-hour drive. But if you're in like California,
2: there's like clubs all over the place, and you can travel more.
1: Hmm. Yeah, the Bay Area has like I don't know, fifteen clubs or something, just in a really small area, and you get all kinds of like really good players and really short distances. But sorry, I don't mean to.
0: So do you have any ideas of how to... I mean, it can't sell. really go because there's no money.
2: Like, if you uh-huh. get good, let's like, say you get, like, almost world class, you still won't make enough money to make a living. Yeah. Like, in other countries like Germany, they have leagues where they pay you. Like, you win matches, you'll get, like, $500 if you win a match or whatever. Yeah. In the U.S., there's nothing like that even close. Hmm. So you can't even make a living. So a lot of people quit by the time they're 18 and they go to college because they can't make money off it yeah. or anything. Like, tennis or other sports where if you're pretty good, you'll make money. But not in this sport. Hmm. don't play ping pong to make money you play because you love the game
0: yeah um how do you get how would how would people how would we get money into ping pong Uh,
2: i have no idea (laughs) 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 maybe maybe some big donors throw money at it but if it hasn't happened yet i don't know if it's gonna happen ever
0: i mean do you think it's like does does it take um companies sponsoring it or does it take individuals putting money into it
2: probably both Mm. yeah
0: I know the Nationals this year had, had pretty crappy uh, prize it was money. Horrible prize money. Yeah. Even with, they had like a donor. They had like a probably the a few individual donors. Yeah. Um, and then I guess, I think they had sponsors. Maybe. Yeah, but usually they have, they have
2: prize money in like the 2000 events all the way up to 2,500, but now they cut all of it out. Let's say you win the 2,400s, you get an award. Like, Twenty four hundred hundreds isn't is like really hard to win. Yeah. Like twenty three hundred. If you win an event at nationals, that's like a really it's hard to do that. Yeah, there's so many players you got to get through, and there's so many like guys that, are like, have a low rating that are really better than their rating. Yeah, and then you get like a medal if you win. Like you should get like some money for sure, like three hundred bucks or at least pay for your entry fee back. Right, because entry fee is already really expensive.
0: Isn't it like a couple hundred.
2: Yeah, it's like two hundred, three hundred bucks. Yeah. So they they cut like twenty thousand dollars out of their prize money. Man. That was pretty weak. That was that was the worst one I've seen in since like, I to win playing. your event. You got to win like eight or nine matches, and they're all against tough guys usually. And you get nothing but a medal and a little
1: certificate saying "good job." <laughs> that's the worst. Yeah, especially yeah, I mean, that's a tough tournament to win too. Dang. Do you have any tips for us? Any uh, table tennis tips? What, how do you get good at ping pong?
2: Uh, you keep spinning the ball. That's number one. Try to be as steady as you can and try to spin the ball as much as you can. Like steadiness is more important than power, especially at the lower levels. Like mm. power is absolutely meaningless, like when you're starting to get better. Mm. You gotta try to be as steady as you can. Because then once you're steady, then you can start incorporating power into your game slowly. But I know a lot of guys lower level like to whack the ball and hit the ball hard all the time and like hit winners. But then that's not like that doesn't work against higher level players because they'll miss all those balls. Mm. That's why steadiness is like the number one thing I teach all my players in my club first when they're starting to play. I like like I don't care how hard you can hit the ball, it doesn't matter at all. I want you to hit the ball like four and a four and 20 times in a row and whatever, be as steady as you can. Like that's the way to get better quick.
0: Cool.
1: Who is your favorite table tennis player? favorite player? Uh,
2: My dad. No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know, probably Timo Bowl. just because he's like pretty old now and he's still like incredibly good. Uh, Used to be a Wong Zen from Canada. Really? Kind (laughs) of like the the chubby kind of Canadian guy. It's like 55 or I don't know. Like, 55 in the world, but he like, blocking his incredible touch. He does have really good touch. and yeah, he's fun to watch.
0: So, you so you mentioned earlier anti-spin anti rubber, and I have no idea what that is. I've heard of it, but I don't know it's what
2: it kinda is. kind of like long pips, but it has okay. less of an effect, and it has more control than the long pips does. Huh. Like, long pips will reverse the spin a lot more, and the anti won't do that, but you have a lot more control on how you, like, place the ball on the table. Hmm. Like, let's say I can drop it short a little bit easier than long pips, but... Yeah, it's good for the combination but if you only use one side like me, which most most people don't, so they can't use anti or long yeah. pips or anything. So that's why I have an advantage. Hmm. But it doesn't always work because higher-level guys, they get used to it, and they know like I can't make much spin with it. And it's kind of a weakness if it's overused. Oh, okay. Like so... yesterday in my matches, I was kind of overusing it against Keenan and the semis, and it wasn't really working in the end. So I was changing more to use my inverted side of the racket. Hmm. So it's not always a strength. It's a weakness, too. So...
1: There's different types of anti's.
2: Yeah, like some are grippier, and then some have more like it's more like a sheet of glass, where like it'll reverse the spin a lot more, but it'll slip off the racket. You have way less control, like the slipperier it is, so hmm. it'll be more like a nasty ball, but you're gonna miss it a lot more. Hmm. And if you have a grippier anti, then you'll be more consistent, but the ball won't be as weird,
1: and it won't be as effective. So the grippier, less effective. Does it? What does it do? Does it like take the spin off? Yeah, or? it's really
2: good for like returning serves. Say someone gives you like a nasty serve, and you kind of like. With the anti, it'll kinda of nullify the spin and kinda of block it over. Whereas oh, cool. like if you use like a spinny rubber to shoot off your racket, like yeah. your anti will completely nullify it. Wow. So that's what the main use of the anti is return a serve usually. Okay. Can you hit with it or loop with it's it? It's hard to hit and loop with it. You can do it sometimes. But it's probably easier to push with it. Like a quick push with the anti or return a serve with it. I usually only push or return serve with it. And mm-hmm. then you switch back to Yeah, switch inverted. back to my
0: inverted side and be ready to loop. Cool. Um, Who sells it? Like, who makes it?
2: Uh, Every company has an anti, but every not many. Like, maybe, an like, Butterfly has an anti. Like, okay. Jula has an anti. Which one do you use? I use a Jula anti. Okay. I mean, I don't like Jula company at all, but I like their anti. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Huh. I've been using anti for, like, since I started, so.
0: is So, you mentioned it's kind of like Pips in terms of, like, what it does with the um, spin. Have, yeah. you, have you tried playing with Pips, yeah, too?
2: Yeah, up to, like, three months ago. I used long Pips for a year. Oh, okay, just to try it out. It was pretty good, but like, in the moment in matches when it was close when I needed like more control, I didn't have it with the, sh- the long pips. Oh
0: got it okay.
2: like when guys were serving to me, I wasn't comfortable like putting the ball short with the long pips and it kind of pop up and sure. it's better for chopping, really. Okay. It's not as better for like staying close to the table and kind of chiseling the ball, yeah, so yeah, anti is better for me, but it was fun to try it like it's fun to chop with long pips. It's more fun. yeah, but anti is still better for
1: me. Cool. How would you describe your style? so you... my style is,
2: you know, pretty good forehand loop and backhand block is like my style Okay. I don't really have a backhand loop I kind of block and I punch the backhand a lot and I try to cut heavy all the time and force my opponent to make it like a spinny loop and then kind of shove it downward with my block
1: so you, you so cut, I'm pretty, off pretty you, offensive you're pretty offensive but then you you also block a lot too.
2: I block a lot I try to cut hard and then they make a weak loop and then I try to block it hard somewhere
1: cool and I like serving cool. long
2: like heavy topspin heavy under deep on the table and force him into a loop, and then I get to block more.
0: Nice.
1: So, like, half-blocking. Half half half-blocking, half-tacking. That's cool.
0: So, I read, and um, I just finished reading your dad's book, like, last week. Cool. Revel- Revelations of a Ping-Pong Champion? Yeah. It
2: used to be Tail tennis, but then he changed the name of the book to Ping-Pong, because okay. it'll appeal to more people, I guess.
0: He mentioned in there that for a time, he offered a reward to beat him in a match. Um, did you ever beat him?
2: Yeah. Like whenever his students beat him for the first time, what did they get? Hundred bucks? Hundred dollars? Yep. Yeah, I think Joe, you won that like a long time ago. I did. And then I, I, I won it too, but cool. it took a while. He probably beat me like 150 times, Whoa. like in like league matches before I actually won that. He was pretty mad because it's not about the money, but like the pride thing. Like, oh, he lost his hundred to me. Yeah. <laughs> and I was pretty happy. I think I beat him on a day where he was, he was kind of hurt, not playing well, so I kind of got lucky. I think
1: yeah. I remember that day. It was either with you or with me. But so we were at, like, a grade school, and we were already, like, trying to hold on. We were, we had our club at the grade school, and we had mm-hmm. to set down our tables every time. And it was, like, a little bit tense, and things weren't going real good with the school board or something. And then, like, I forget if it was when you beat him or when I beat him, or maybe when AJ beat you him. You probably beat him. And, like, that day. That's when AJ beat him. Oh is it a j okay, another kid beat him, and that day someone had pulled the fire alarm, like some kid got into the school and pulled the fire alarm <laughs> oh, gosh. and like the school board came and the the fire trucks came, and there's like a big thing, oh man, and then we ended up getting in pretty big trouble for it, but I think your dad was really stressed out, yeah, and then our thirteen year old player he's really good he was like twenty three hundred
2: only thirteen years old, and he he beat him i think for the first time was it that was he the one so. that did yeah beat him that okay, never mind then.
1: <laughs> That was a stressful and day for everybody. We like beat him. Head. sometime.
2: You probably beat him after that, or, and I did too.
1: Cool.
2: Yeah, but even now, like in Indiana, where he coaches, all of his students still have the same deal. Like if they beat him, oh nice, they get hundred bucks.
1: Nice. Do you have any? Do you have that deal with any of your students?
2: Uh, yeah. When I go back, I say if they beat me, they give me. I'll give them twenty bucks or whatever. 20, go. Go. twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> Cheap. <laughs> what about in El Paso? Nah. <laughs> no, no. Nah. Okay. It was only for like the kids under
0: eighteen. Uh, kind of motivate them to beat the coach you know yeah um so do you have any uh any plans for the next year uh, with the club or playing any tournaments or anything
2: not really i mean i'm going to the phoenix tournament in uh, september 27th okay they have the john robin and men's singles then and then my club tournament on august 31st where my dad's coming down and we're doing a camp the sunday after so tournament saturday and then camp sunday oh cool so we're doing that this month and then U.S. Open in Fort Worth, Texas in December, and that's about it.
1: Are you planning on doing the Olympic trials next year in February? No. Okay. Yeah,
2: I'm not in good enough practice shape for that. <laughs> I, need, I need some higher-level guys for that to practice with, probably. You
1: should come to Utah. I
2: need
0: some practice. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, Dan, where can people find out more about your club in El Paso?
2: Uh, You just Google El Paso Table Tennis, and then my number's on there on the Google homepage, and you, you go to our website. And I think my email's on there too, so cool. whoever, whoever's interested can call me or email me about the club. Awesome. Are
0: people, uh, are, can, is anybody invited to the uh, training camp?
2: Yeah, we only have about August? four spots left. It's almost full. In oh, okay. our tournament, we only have about six spots left.
0: Okay. So you
2: better sign up quick. You yeah. better sign up quick, whoever's listening. <laughs> Give me a call.
0: <laughs> cool. Awesome. Uh, any any final words to listeners? Uh I don't know. Keep looping. <laughs> keep, looping. Keep, keep serving and keep looping all the time.
2: That's the most keep important. Keep serving. Don't let your opponent <laughs> serve. <laughs> you're yeah, trying to loop, that's the best way to get better. If you don't loop, cool. you're not gonna get you're not gonna get better. Looping is number one.
1: That's I agree. If you don't that. loop,
2: you're not gonna get good. You have to loop all the time. Nice. Even if you miss in matches, you just gotta keep going for it so you get comfortable with it. A lot of my guys play matches, and they loop. They stop looping because they miss, and they get scared to lose. I'm like, it doesn't matter if you lose. You just got to keep looping, or else you'll never get confident with it.
0: Nice. You need a t-shirt that says keep
2: looping. Keep, keep looping all the time, <laughs> even if you miss. Carry on and keep looping. Yep.
0: <laughs> nice. Okay, well, thanks for coming on the podcast. All right, thanks for
2: having me on here.
1: Yeah, totally. It was fun.
0: All right, so that was um our uh, nice little interview with Dan C Miller Jr. um really happy that he uh was willing to come in take some time to chat with us and talk about table tennis. Um uh but now we have Joey's coaching corner. So Uh, Joey, give us some um, tips so that we can beat you in the next tournament.
1: Yeah, so obviously (laughs) keep on serving, keep on looping. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Um,
1: Okay, so for my coaching corner this month, I'm going to talk about scouting your opponents. So one thing that – so I see this at every tournament, but I was noticing it especially at the tournament that we had here in Utah Mm -hmm. is – when, when you're playing in a group so this tournament had groups of six or seven depending on the event sure. um, and when you're playing in a group especially you know exactly who you're gonna play right you're gonna play everyone in your group yeah so when you're not playing it's just it's super helpful and beneficial to watch your opponents yeah <laughs> it sounds so simple and easy like you know you're gonna play them you should probably see what they're gonna do like they do it in every sport but for whatever reason in ping pong, people are like off. I mean, it's kind of a social thing after you're done playing, but they're off talking to people or getting a drink or on their phones or whatever. Like, Just like if you just take a little bit of time to see, especially like how your opponent serves, Hmm. how how your opponents serve, it'll help you a lot. Just like, okay, when he does this serve, and it looks like topspin okay i'm going to roll that one maybe maybe the guy who's playing him currently that you're watching him will push it and mess up it's like okay well i know yeah. for sure i'm not going to push that sir when he does that oh, one to okay. me yeah or maybe it's like nine all like how does this person serve at nine all like mm. are they going to serve fast are they going to serve short to the forehand or, like what do they do in tight situations are they able to serve short cuz a lot of players can't serve short in tight situations hmm. another thing i look for is at the beginning of matches a lot of players, a lot of the girls especially, like to serve fast, right out, right out the gate. Okay. So, if you're watching, you you can see, okay, yeah, this person does serve fast. I should take a step back and be ready for it. Um, beginning like just going into the match, and they're not going to catch me on that. So, just before your matches, you know who you're going to play. Watch them play. Watch them serve. Watch how they handle uh, serves. Like, are they looking to loop it? Are they just looking to push every single serve like what are they doing and yeah. you can pick up a lot of clues and then go beat the crap out of them
0: that's cool do you ever do you ever take do you ever like take notes cuz yeah, i mean definitely. you got a group you got like six people you got to watch mm-hmm. you ever like just like scribble down things about people
1: uh yes but not in the same way. So if it's just for the tournament, I'll, I don't usually. Yeah. But then for like the top players in the U.S., I have notes on how to play pretty cool. much all of them.
0: Cool. So. Do you still have those notes? Maybe in a lockbox somewhere. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I. So I actually had them on a phone that is broken. Oh no. So it technically, I think it's in like my Apple. Oh like, okay, like okay. my Apple account or whatever. I yeah, think it's yeah. synced, but. Um, yeah, I haven't looked for probably a couple years. Yeah. All right.
0: (laughs) What are you laughing about?
1: Yeah. I hope everyone's ready for this. We're going, we're going to the weird world of table tennis. (laughs) This is, I mean, table tennis can get pretty weird,
0: but just brace yourselves, buckle up. All right. So let me, let me set this up. So I, I read, um, Danny C Miller's book and was like, okay, this is cool. And I had um, I had I had already purchased the audiobook for the book Ping Pong Diplomacy, um, which um, after I read the revelations of a ping pong champion, I was like, oh, man, I'm 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 kind of in a ping pong book mood. So let me uh, let me continue on. So I started I started listening to that. And what I thought it was going to focus on the China and America um, kind of ping pong diplomacy thing, but what was interesting is that it actually started uh, way back in history um, in England when this guy, who I think actually founded the ITTF originally, was like um, setting things up. And so it talked about kind of the ping pong craze in England, which is which is kind of silly, but um, and the the biggest thing that was that is our weird world um, topic today is that ping pong poetry was a, was a thing like a big thing. (laughs) Um, And I thought it would be so cool for us to uh, recite some ping pong poetry. And while I was doing some research, I actually found a book it's free on Google books. I'm going to link it in the show notes. It's called, um, a little book of ping pong verse. It's like 200 pages of ping pong poems.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He, so as we were prepping for this show, there were a couple that Ryan was, was reading to me and just like brought tears to my eyes. Just, just you wait.
0: So (laughs) these are all, these are all like, these are all completely out of copyright. It's, they're all public domain. Um, so we're gonna do some we're gonna do some um poetry we're gonna have poetry corner here. Um so <laughs> This after... is a one
1: month one podcast. I mean special we,
0: we've got two hundred pages of poems. <laughs> Maybe we should recite them every show. Maybe not. That's it's like torture, but um let me let me uh let me begin, Joey.
1: We need we need some violins.
0: Yeah. This is like masterpiece theater stuff. So. So I want to recite to Celia um, in parentheses with apologies to the shade of Ben Johnson. I don't know what his shade is like. (laughs) All right. Ping to me only with thine eyes and I will pong with mine. We twain may win the challenge cup if ping with pong combine. The craze that in my soul doth rise is doubtless keen in thine. I'll take the role of pinger up if thou be pongstress mine. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so that's a, a ping pong poem. Um, what's I, I think what's interesting is this book was published in 1900. At some point, someone A, thought that they could win a woman with that. <laughs> and then she wouldn't laugh in his face and B potentially Celia was like struck she like she was like wow did this, it work <laughs> this guy's amazing I want to know the rest of the story <laughs> yeah yeah we want to find out what happened to Celia and and the um nameless uh writer of the ping pong poem all right are you gonna recite one
1: I don't think I can do... I don't think I can top that, but I'm going to try.
0: Okay. <laughs> All
1: right, so this one, it's not nearly as romantic. And actually, I, I haven't actually read this. I just read the first verse. Um, so give it a shot here. It's called Ping Pong in Elfland. Here we go. In Foxglove County, Fairyland, the elves and fays, I understand, have welcomed with the greatest glee ping-pong to their society a toadstool tall and strong and stable makes a most perfect ping-pong table a web of fine-spun spiders thread across the table taut is spread stout leaves picked from a berry vine make bats that are amazing fine while lizard eggs round soft and white prove better balls than (laughs) xylonite. Okay, a few more. Here we go. The Queen Titania tries her luck at ping pong with her lover Puck and strive to win the mascot prize, a jewel from a toadlet's eyes. Each happy hit, each skillful stroke, a rousing cheer with will sure provoke from all the audience of elves who in the fox gloves perch themselves. Deuce, vantage out, now vantage in, hurrah! Titania's scored a win. These cries you hear the whole eve long when Elfin's ping in Phelan's Pong. <laughs> that was T. Cromwell Lawrence.
0: Wow. That's yeah. so cool.
1: That's
0: so I, cool. <laughs> I look at, yeah, maybe I shouldn't say that. I looked up xylenite. I was like, what is xylonite?" Apparently it's some type of old plastic. Um similar to cellulose nitrate products, which maybe was like the cellulose that ping pong balls used to made out of. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the original ping pong ball or 1900s. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're going to link that in the show notes. Um, uh, Love to, uh, if you want to tweet at us, I'd love to hear what your favorite poem was. Um, out of here, there are some, there's some doozies. There are
1: <laughs> going through that. I, there were a few that I just like, I couldn't do them. I couldn't do it.
0: <laughs> there's some really long ones too.
1: Yeah. There are the, the, I think the love story ones are probably my favorite, but I, I can't do it justice
0: like you can. I mean, <laughs> I'm mean, i not that romantic, I guess. <laughs> But. All right. Okay, so let's talk about upcoming events. Um, Joey, why don't you kick us off? Um, what's what's coming up this next month?
1: So we have the one in Denver. Um, it's on the 24th. Um, it's kind of the weird one with the weird rules. and TTX. The TTX, yep. And, yeah, not real ping pong, but still should be fun. I think it's actually outside even. Um, then there's one in Salt Lake coming up. It's
0: I want to say it's in October though, isn't it? No. Oh no.
1: There's one in October too. Oh. There's one in uh like September 10th maybe. It's like a month away. Oh cool. Um I'm actually going to be in Canada, so I won't be playing it.
0: So maybe I can win that one. Yes, you should try.
1: It's I think it's like the Alzheimer's open. So I think all the proceeds are like a portion of the proceeds goes to like Alzheimer's research.
0: That's really cool.
1: Um, there's the LA open coming up. It's at the end of the month in Los Angeles. Oh, wow. Um, I actually just barely got a text. That, I don't know if you heard the vibration in the podcast, but um, one of my friends is asking if, if I want to go to that. Yeah. Um, are you going to go? Probably not because okay. the the Denver one is on the 24th oh, and right. then I leave the next weekend, the next Saturday. So okay. I'll have to look at the dates, but it's unlikely. Um, that's all of them in the area that I know of. LA is pretty far away, but we have, yeah, we have the one in Salt Lake at the beginning of September. It was just announced like a couple of days ago.
0: Yeah. Uh, details for that. Um, I just looked it up. September the 7th. Um, it's in Salt Lake. Uh, it looks like they're going to do a singles and a doubles event. Yeah, that should be
1: fun. Yep. And So there's that one, and then there's the one in Denver. Those are like the two main ones coming up.
0: Cool. Cool. Um, there's also, in terms of world tour events, there's the Bulgaria Open. Um, August 15th is when it starts, and the Czech Open, August 22nd. So some Eastern European action there. Um, cool.
1: I'll have to I, check those out.
0: Yeah. And then T-League starts... And it is, um, it starts at the end of this month, at the end of August. And so hopefully we'll be able to see some cool matches coming out of there. Um, I am, uh, I'm hopeful. It was great last year, so. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening to Table Tennis Talk. Um, as always, please send us questions or comments or Let any... us
1: know who is the better poet.
0: Oh yeah, there we go. There we go.
1: <laughs> I think... I think you got me beat on this. This may
0: be another thing that I can beat you in. <laughs> um, I'm going to keep a list. Okay. I'd never be able to beat you in table tennis, but ping pong poetry now. we have You, leveled you can the have field. that title. So. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Twitter at uh, TT Talk Podcast. Um, and uh, we need to get our website up, but it'll be tabletennistalk.com. Um, yeah. So thanks everybody for listening. Yep. Thanks.
1: Table Tennis Talk is a monthly podcast by Joey Cochran and Ryan Lewis, edited by Ryan Lewis. Music on the podcast comes from Chill Hop Records. Find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Send us questions at tabletennistalk.com or on Twitter at Podcast.